Hey everyone, happy Sunday. I think it's Sunday. Anyway, um, so here's the deal. The, the, more, the more severe the trauma, the less there is of you, the bigger the coping strategy. So none of you actually showed up. You're just a coping strategy. And the coping strategy is based on the thing that's going to keep you alive in this place. So if I need an old sock, a turnip, and a, you know, and a dog whistle, then I'm going to become that to survive here. You never show up. That's what happens when you get you know, thrown into the you know, dishwasher or the washing machine, which is what trauma is. You just get thrown in to somebody else's crazy. And again, in a, in a, in a kind of like lovely sort of Disney um, cartoon life, you know, Bambi, you know, you show up and you don't have to do any work, you know, because you're still cooking as you come out. So as you come out, you know, someone is attending to you as you continue to cook and loving you and making you feel safe and growing you. So you're rooting, rooting, rooting. If there's trauma, you're still cooking when you come out and then you're just chucked into a fucking spin dry cycle or someone, you know, into a dishwasher. And, you know, you're just caught up in, you know, in all the crazy. And there's no one attending to you. You just, you're the one that has to do premature work to survive. You know, you're the one that's building and watching the people around you because they're out to lunch or whatever. They've got their own agendas. So you don't really matter, actually, at all. And love is quite simple. It's just attention, you know. Attention is love. Does somebody see you? Does somebody love you? Does somebody make you feel safe? Does someone, you know, focus on what's going on with you? It's all. It's not nothing more or less. And so... You know, to get that, you don't have to necessarily be a parent, right? You know, it's like Tarzan, as I said before, you know, the apes looked after him, so the apes were his parents. I think it was the apes. Whatever, it doesn't matter. You get the metaphor, right? A parrot could be your parent if they look after you. So, but parents are that. They see you, they love you, they attend to you. So, again, if you're not arriving on that, on that lilo and you aren't being, you know, cooked slowly as you arrive and taken care of and adored and you're just you know in somebody's shit show then you're not there's nothing to build you're, you're building but you're not rooting and you're not certainly building you there's no one there to see you or to bother about what you know you just get built as a coping strategy for them that's it you're their cope you're like their xanax and you're going to figure out how you're going to be their xanax their coping strategy right so you're literally being built for these two people who are crazy or whatever they are. It doesn't matter what the fuck they are. And there's no you. The, the point is there's no you there. And, you know, um, you thread up. You're on a loom, right? You thread up with them. You wire up with them. But again, you're not rooting, knowing, being loved growing your lovely branches 
No, you're, 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 you've been stampeded. You don't, there's nothing, none of you showed up. Um, you're just building a coping strategy for them. You're becoming the Xanax or the thing that won't have them kill you or hurt you or whatever. And that's really what you're doing if you're cleansing. You're disconnecting all your attachments. Remember, the, the, the end goal is authenticity versus attachment. Like, who are you? You just get wiped out like a flea, like boom, you're done. I don't give a shit about what you are. It's a fuck. I need this. And they don't, they don't even have to say it, actually. They don't even need to say it. You've got to do it because you've got to survive. You're figuring out what the mechanism is that won't get you, that will get you a, a slight connection, just slightly something, something, right? And won't have you destroyed. So there's no, I mean, I haven't had an honest conversation with these people ever. One is dead and one is alive, but I can't talk to them because it's like, they just, they don't know who the fuck you are. You've never shown up as you are because they can't, all you know is to have a relationship with someone in a particular way. If the only way I can have a relationship with someone is by talking about green, then we can meet at green, but I don't, don't know who the fuck I am. I don't, you know. Nor are they interested in finding out. So that's problema because you've got to leave them. And you've built this whole coping strategy, which is a connection to these people, whether it's your parents or neighbors or friends or whatever, whoever abused you. So you're building this coping strategy that's not you, but it's the only thing that gets you some kind of connection with them. And when you do ayahuasca, what you're doing is, what she's doing, I'm not, you know, I'm just participating. What she's doing, she's blowing away She's carpet bombing your, your coping strategy, which is, you know, well embedded into your system. And if there's no coping strategy, it's like the link between you and them. There's nothing, right? But you've got to get off the coping strategy so you can actually fucking find out who you are. You haven't known that. I've never known that. No idea what that looks like. It never showed up. I was just a coping strategy. So that's really the next part of this journey is, well, what, you know... So a child needs a reflection of love, a gardener that makes it secure and plant, you know, continues to cook it and grow it and blah, blah, right? Let's just say there's a lovely gardener. It's a wonderful Mary Poppins gardener type of person in this environment where they're focused on little munchkins, right? That's fabulous. Well, let's just say now you're 60 like me and you've, you know, the iOS has carpet bombed your coping strategy. Well, a parent isn't going to show up now and say to me, oh, Maria, you know, let's look after you, you're 60, right? I don't know how old you are, let's say you're 20, you're 30, you're 40, you're 50, whatever. Once you've spent a lot of time just dewiring and de-electrifying these attachments, and that's in itself is taking me, God knows, many cycles here, many day, years. Um, then you get to, right, I have there are no parents. There were no parents, number one, because parenting is love, 
right? That's it. It's not that, not that complex. It's love. Even if you're poor, even if you're whatever, it's love, 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 love. If somebody gets attended to, somebody gets seen, somebody gets loved, somebody, that's it. Right? That's it. So simple. It's not that complicated. You know, how to parent your child. I mean, for God's sake, they've been doing it for eons. Why do we need books on it? But anyway, you just need to love them. What's so fucking complicated, right? Just love your child. Love, 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 right? Attention, attention, attention. All right. So what happens if like, okay, well, now I've dumped my code. I mean, my all my, you know, I've spent, you know, years on the cushion, sort of the ayahuasca has been wrestling with this coping mechanism which has been very strong and it's an ego whatever you want to call it it's this big whole machinery that I built to attach to these foreigners these strangers really where I could meet them somewhere right I could only meet them if I built the strategy that they needed to survive right so it's like a faucet it's like you know you invented a person for them. I did, that's exactly it. I invented a person for them. So great, you've invented this person, which is sort of an arm, which is a falsehood, which is, a, you know, the only thing that works in getting any kind of survival here, right? So, as I said, you know, I'm, I'm a tulip, but they want me to be a crocodile. Well, I've got to be a crocodile because, you know, fuck the tulip, they're not going to bother with that. So you've now spent years, you know, being a crocodile. I mean, it's a lie, it's a falsehood, it's everything. And you only get to have yourself, you know, either in your artwork or in your poetry or in your drug taking or in your whatever your strategy or coping mechanism is, is that you get to be a person there. Um, um, so that's it. Right? I only get to be a person, I only get to be a person when I'm on my own, trying to figure myself out, or write a poem, or paint a painting, and that's it, the rest is this person running around this falsehood. Um, yeah. But this falsehood is very powerful because it was built as a coping strategy so I could connect to these people, which means it has a very powerful relationship with these people and it's been built. So you're bundled in. The falsehood, these people, you've been living this whole thing. I mean, you think there's connection. There's no connection. You've only built something to make them see you. They can only see you when you show up as a crocodile, which is what they need in their life, you know they need this crocodile to make them feel good so you can survive so there's no there's nowhere to connect but you've built this falsehood because that's all you had it's like okay if you're in hell or you're in the the jungle um you're going to do jungle things you're going to do stuff that is required for you to survive in hell right you're not bringing an umbrella to the desert so at some point you've got to dump them, and that's what's been the most difficult thing, is you, you've got to see. So first of all, you can't even see if there's trauma. You can't even see what the fuck happened. You're deeply embedded 
in your falsehood and you're deeply embedded with you're bundled up with them you're like this one cake souffle and now it's like you gotta dump all of it and the only way you're gonna dump all of it is by seeing how it was built even in the end if your little kid has been stuck in that kind of frozen position you know for eternity as I have and you're defrosting your two-year-old because really what you're defrosting is the child that got stuck there then you're it's like you dump all of it I really felt like I was you know just I worked so hard to overcompensate and build what they wanted I got really cemented in right because it was very attached because the trauma was so severe and the terror was so severe. I remember yeah, at some point my brother went his, through his own revolution and he decided he was going to leave home and live in a, some estate, I don't know, some squatter's place. And um, I must have been about 16 or something. And I remember just, tre I didn't want to leave the bed. I was trembling because of the lack of safety, right? It was just like... We're going to have another incident now where there's going to be instability. And so you're deeply embedded. It's like, you're, it's like you're embedded in this story. And it takes up all of your consciousness. And you built a falsehood. You built this mechanism to survive in this place. And you think this place is the world. So you, it's basically it's dismantling all of it. And it's an energetic bonding. So it has to be energetically blown up. That's what's happening here. And, and it's a very difficult, if the more severe the tra trauma, the more severe the compensation, the more bundled up you are, the more the dismantling. And if there's addiction involved because you had to, you know, basically disappear, which I, hey, listen, I get, it's a different types of addiction then you've got to cope with that too. But it's all basically a cleansing out of a coping system for a severe trauma. And where nobody showed up for you to grow you, and, and then you built this whole coping mechanism which was built to cope with, to make them feel okay. Like I was building a cushion for them. Um, so, um, you know, that's it really. You're just, um, yeah, it's like I built, <laughs> I built the cushion for the, I literally built a cushion for them. I became what they needed to be okay but completely as it should be, but I just abandoned myself, right? So you, you build what you need to survive, but it's a coping mechanism, it's not you. So again, as I go back to this thing is, okay, so as a kid, if you need to, you get to have a parent that loves and sees you and that's how you grow. So if you dump the whole mechanism, well, I'm 60, I'm, no parent, I'm, con you know, I'm not gonna get adopted now. <laughs> So my task is to find out what my truth is. Like, who am I without any of that coping mechanism? 
And I don't know, perhaps you just, it shows up. I have no idea. Right? I only know that there was this massive mechanism built to make them happy, used, you know, built specifically for them. But I never got built. Right? Because that wasn't how it worked. You don't get built when you're in severe trauma. They're just using you or dumping all their shit on you. So goodbye you. Hello. Hello, cushion, and goodbye you. So that's a lot of work to build a falsehood, a coping strategy, when you're a little munchkin to connect with people who basically don't see you and use you and abuse you and you've got to take care of them. That's what it felt like always. Like I had to take care of them. I had to be my mother's parent. I had to be the object of desire from my father so I could be sold. It was always struggling and working to become what they needed me to be in order for them to cope. But who the fuck looked after you? So I get back to that notion that once you get through kind of like just getting yourself out of this cooking of, with them, it's a souffle, once you've sort of the ayahuasca uncooks you back to the ingredients and you can separate out, then you get your seed back. You know, but who's there to grow your seed? Well, you have to grow it. It's a next stage, right? There's no, I'm not going to get parents at 60 right? But I have to continue to, although I did get, I get parents in the ayahuasca, so I suppose I can go there, but you have to find your truth. And I think most probably, and again, I don't know, that the more you, you know, return back and the more you don't have this massive smog over you, that you can finally actually get to see your soul in some way one of the things for me is that it's, it's amazing that I've gotten, it's really a privilege to have gotten this much consciousness back. Because it's like, it's like a stadium with a zillion people in it. You know, like those, remember those kids books that says find someone that was, and you had to find this little person in amidst a thousand million people. That's what it's like when there's trauma. It's like, was it find Waldo? That's it, find Waldo. And that's what it's like with trauma. You've got to go find yourself in this huge stadium of a zillion people and all their issues. And you've been smothered with their issues and you've been refused and blah, blah, blah. So, you have to go find you. But first you've got to dump all of the shit that you've built, all the lies, all this coping mechanism to make them work. And I think it's one of the things for me with my mother, for example, is very, the guilt, like that's what I built. It was a complete lie. I wasn't supposed to look after my mother, she was supposed to look after me. But that's what I ended up doing. Right, so you're gonna have attachments of guilt and obligation and all this shit. It's all gonna go, right, for you to fully reconnect with your soul. And that is my greatest prayer, right? 
but you get all this consciousness back. It's a sort of a gift and a privilege. And once you've gotten, you know, it's like leaving the slut. It's like the cleaning is like, it's like a, you know, a washing, a car wash, you know. It's like you're, as you're leaving, you're cleaning more and more of the sludge off, the sludge that kept you there, the connections, the, you know, the guilt, the shame. You're getting rid of all that. It's like you're all smothered in mud and little by little, you know, that cleansing spout is cleaning off your boots and cleaning off your body and cleaning off your hair. There's just smudge and the smothered, smothered in other people's shit. It's coming out, literally, of you know, being in a toxic waste dump where you don't even know who you are. You're just in this tumble and, you know, constantly frothing. And it's like being in a washing machine. You're just, you don't know that you're being spun around and upside down and inside out, but all by all their energies. You're, you're building for them. They, you know, you, they're not seeing you. There's no you here. It's just what do they need so I don't die, so I get some kind of connection? Oh, they want me to be green with like pol pink polka dots and three feathers and uh, five legs. Oh, let me just build that. And over here, oh, oh, he needs me to have, you know, a helmet and, and grow a tail and, you know, speak Russian. Okay, let me do that. You're attending to them and their shit. There's no growth of you. You never ever sprouted out of the ground, especially if the trauma was severe. I mean, there was mine, was, I was sent out to be sexually abused, which just added fuel to the fire. I was, you know, you're literally used, abused, you know, to soften their edges. So that's it. Then you're wired up there. You're literally cooked in that souffle. You become one. You're, a, you're bundled up. And then the souffle with the ayahuasca is undone. It's tough. It's challenging. But it's your uncooked and brought to your raw ingredients. So the egg is a separate egg now, that's you, you know, they're the flower and the water and whatever, and they're going on, it's you're separating out from them. I don't need to build this person for anyone anymore. I mean, I didn't just do it for them, I did it for everybody. I was building the person that the person needed, right? It's like shape-shifting. Oh, you need me to be a, a, a peacock? I'll be a peacock. You want me to be an elephant? I'll be an elephant. It's like, that's the only thing you've learned is I've got to show up for what they need not I'm going to show up for who I am. So there is, after you've, you know, it's like a dog shaking its, you know, it's all wet, covered in mud, and it's just shaking it all off. Once the iOS has come in and, you know, it's, it's energetic, so it's all being cleansed. I mean, it's every day just energy just being, like, pulled out of me. And the forces that keep me there are very powerful. The terror, the imprinting of fear. And, and it's, it's, it's a freedom. It's a freedom out of all the smothering other people's shit. Energetic shit. 
and building to accommodate their shit. Right? So, you, you know, you need to get back to being whatever it is you were before, it, you know, you started building for trauma. And the seed, right? And now you're back, you know, ready to sprout a bit later than expected. It could have been 60 years ago, but hey, listen, better late than never. And what you have, the gift is consciousness. The gift is consciousness. The gift is no threat, no fear. I mean, I fear about life, yes, but like not that big frozen tableau of terror that you've been sitting in. And also, you kind of know what death is. Because in this, there's a death. The you that you built disappears with the people you built it for. Because it all comes as a bundle, right? If there's a bear on the, if there's like a, a raging Tyrannosaurus Rex that's huge in front of me and I'm this little four-year-old, I'm going to figure out how to make the Tyrannosaurus Rex not eat me. So perhaps it likes nuts. So I become a nut, right? So I'm going to keep making myself into a nut every day so that the, the dinosaur doesn't eat me. Well, I never got to show up as a crocus because I've been, you know, the moment I arrived, I was threatened. So I've got to right, shape shift into that. So it's like you don't have to do that anymore. And also, if you're building for someone, you're always in a struggle. Oh, what do they want me to do? I've got to be successful. They want me to be this. I've got to, you know, you're doing all these things for them. <clears throat> um, I've never asked the question, well, what do I want to do? <laughs> I'm just like, what would my perfect life look like? What would my dream life look like? I mean, yes, I might have asked a question, but I never, you know, had any, I never did anything. I was stuck. I was building the dinosaur, the, um, <clears throat> the crocodile for them, right? Um, <clears throat> so that's really, you know, after you've been carpet bombed by the ayahuasca, and once you've disentangled, <clears throat> the wiring and, and it, you know, it takes a while to get out of the souffle and get, you know, rewound and, and, um, but the fact is, it, and it's a death, right? You no longer belong to that bundle. You just like, I'm done. It's over. And you, you know, you're going to get twinges of guilt and what's going to go on, but eventually it's like a dying star, right? And the next phase is, wow, wow. Okay. Suddenly you're in a stadium and everybody's gone. You're just alone in the stadium. All the noise has died down. You're not in like that, you know, find Waldo situation when there's 10 zillion people around you. You can't hear anyone. No one can see you. You've just disappeared. Now you're like, oh, it's, I'm actually here. You get consciousness back. <clears throat> wow. What does my life look like now? 
Where am I going to focus my attention? What matters to me? I don't even fucking know. I don't know what that looks like. And, you know, again, I'm not going to get parents to reflect anything. I have to go figure it out myself. And you're able to sit <coughs> and with yourself and begin to know who you are. Not from a, I have to please this person or build this thing for this person, but like, I don't like, but well also your emotions are turned back on. So you get, so one of the things, one of the crushes, the soul crushes of being in trauma is you're wiped out. So basically your compass is trampled, it's crushed. So you have no sense of who you are. You have no, all you know is this, you know, a coping strategy, which is based on, you know, taking care of these people who, you know, are fucked up. So <clears throat> you get your, you begin to like, get your emotions back. So finally you can say, well, I don't really want to do that, or I don't like this, or this is, you know, whatever. And then in the, it's, it's like that, I think I can't remember his name, Krishnamurti says, I'm not that, you know, or I don't know who else says, but anyway, there's this whole line of thinking, which is, I'm not that, I'm not that, I'm not this, I'm not that, I'm not that. It's a very weird place to be, to be in, like, imagine a huge football stadium, and it's just you in it. Before it was like 10 zillion people just screaming and yelling, and, you know, you didn't even exist, and now, like, wow, you've finally dumped all of it. You cleanse it out of your system. You get all the stadium back. You get all your consciousness back. Like, well, what do I really want to do now? Like, what's real? So for me, because it was so severe, the trauma, I was always trying to figure out what I needed to become in order to be seen and loved. Or There was no love, but just, you know, in the hopeless fantasy of a child. Right, what am I going to have to do in order to? So there was always this like addition, like, what's the next challenge? What's the next thing I have to, you know, bring back the bacon to like, you know, to the drooling monster so I don't die? Now, what? So, <coughs> so now in this instance, it's like, well, let's. I, you know, no struggle. Like, what is the truth of you? It, the, the truth of you doesn't struggle. It doesn't invent anyone or anything. It knows. I don't know yet, because I perhaps haven't sat long enough. But I know I'm getting there. So that's really it. It goes from you arriving to being thrown into a spin-dry cycle where you, you know, and you're, you know, you're just thrown into hell. You're just thrown into, like, panic and lack of safety and terror and building a coping mechanism, and you've just been wiped out, like, stampeded. It literally is like showing up to a herd of, you know, charging elephants. You just get wiped out. And... All you're doing is trying to figure out the coping mechanism and building the platform or the connection to them 
that gets you a connection to them, they're not really parents, right? They can't, yes, like, but you've got to have something. So you're building bridges, but these bridges are you forcing yourself into these, creating what they need so you get some, something. And then your, your whole life is spent repeating this formula of let me shape shift into this, into that, so that they're gonna be okay, so that I survive, so I get a connection to all the platforms. It's like a scaffolding around a building, it's just all torn down. There's no more scaffolding, there's no more struggle, there's no more, there's just, we're done. You get the whole stadium back. You get your consciousness back. And the gift then is to find out in that silence to begin to hear your little voice showing up. In fact, in the ceremony, I hear, I'm beginning to hear this little voice. It's so funny I said that. This little tiny voice that comes out. I got very clearly in this this tableau of me, this little child, and these two adults, it's like standing there, like one of those old pictures from the 30s, you know, where these like severe parents and little kids. So that's the bundle. You've got to get out of the bundle. The fear keeps you there. It's an imprinting of fear. If it was severe trauma, you're battling the fear to return and find your voice, your truth. You're getting all this consciousness back. You don't have to dress up every day as a crocodile anymore. You're going to try and find out what you are, what your crocus is, what your truth is, what your authenticity is. And you can only get to that authenticity when you have no more connections to the coping strategy. You have no more connections to the fear. When your child is fully defrosted in these ceremonies, she's re or he has refaced the enemy or the enemy that the terror, the monster, whatever. All of it has to die. And it, I'm not going, again, it's metaphorical. It's a dissolution of your connection, of your falsehood, of everything that attached you to them in order to survive. You have to empty out that stadium of all of it. And then in that echoing chamber, in that huge place where you actually get to exist again. So you're not building in relationship to people that aren't there. You're not building anything for anyone. You are truly arriving to you. And that is effortless. It is already within you. It's a seed that never got blossomed, that now you are going to blossom. But first of all, you've got to listen to it. Listen to yourself. Listen to your truth. Bye.